Welcome to the Manuscript Academy podcast, brought to you by a writer and an agent who both believe that education is key. The beauty is the people you meet along the way, and that community makes all the difference. Here at the Manuscript Academy, you can learn the skills, make the connections, and have access to experts all from home. I'm Julie Kingsley. And I'm Jessica Zinsheimer. Put down your pens, pause your word counts, and enjoy. And we are so happy you're here. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Anne and I, years ago, were in a group called the Pine Nuts together. And I met Anne and I thought, this is the smartest writer I've ever met in my entire life. And I am not worthy. I'm sorry. What is a pine nut? (laughs) (laughs) A pine nut here in Maine. It was just a local writer's group that we were both in. And you meet them Yeah. Incredible people. Anne has come in and done multiple Manuscript Academy nights with us, events with us. So we did. The first one was on getting your stories published, short stories. And then I did one on the sentence. And then we did one on the confrontation scene. And I think you as a teacher always leaves our writing friends just gobsmacked. (laughs) Yeah, they always talk about it like they just went to an MFA level class. So thank you for that, Anne. Oh, that's so nice. We did one on revision, too. I forgot about that. And for those of us who don't know you yet, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? I live in Maine. I've lived in Maine for about seven years. And I write literary fiction, mostly short fiction. I've worked for years in finance, but now writing is the center of my life. And I'm doing freelance teaching and writing craft essays and writing fiction. And I get to write every day. So it's fantastic. And yeah, that's the basic thing. I have three dogs and two cats and a husband and that's my life. You're being very modest, though. What about your publication credits? Okay, I'm most proud of my short story collection. It's called The Art Stars. And it's a bunch of stories that are set in mostly in New York City before, during and after 9-11 about artists. And I really feel strongly that there are so many amazing artists out there that nobody's ever heard of. In the case of this book, it's a visual artist primarily, but I think that's really my wheelhouse. I like to write about art and artists and my background is in visual art. Yeah. And then I have some stuff in some literary magazines, story, Flauscher Solos, Fifth Wednesday Journal, Hope Art, Bellevue Literary Review, a public space. So yeah. So you have been kind enough to offer to come and teach us about tension and momentum and keeping readers reading. Can you tell us a little bit about why you chose the topic? So I think of structure in narrative as being two things. One is the framework and one is the movement. And people always talk about the framework. They talk about the fried tags pyramid or the three-act structure or the hero's journey or save the cat or any of these structures, but they don't talk enough about how you move the reader through that structure. And actually that is what keeps people turning pages. And that is what gives something depth. So if you just have a, if you just have a structure, that's a framework and you're following the framework, then it doesn't have any of the uniqueness of the writer in it. It doesn't have 
any of this that I guess singularity and originality that it might have if it has more depth. And, and this is a way to get that depth. And that's what's exciting for readers. That's like the surprise happens at the line level and not just at the grand level. So there's the forest and there's the trees. And this is really talking about the trees part or the body and the cells. This is the cells part of structure. I love that, the, the, the trees versus the forest. And I think yeah. it's so interesting because some writers do sentence by sentence beautifully. Usually literary upmarket writers do that. Some writers make it so that they layer details and it's not about each sentence. And you have to look at the book as a whole. So I think that's so interesting how you can look at it both ways. But of course, you could do either. I love the idea of framework and movement working together. They're they're both part of the same system. And I'll talk a little bit about framework, just the different kinds of frameworks, and then the rest of the class will be about movement. So it's really about structure, the whole thing. I think it's so interesting because I think a lot of writers get the feedback that says, I just didn't connect. And I think that you're talking about tools of connection. You yeah. know, if we are 100% there within the story, that connection, the connection totally is about that momentum and about the fascia, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, fat, like I learned about fascia in, in yoga class where it's like the, it's like the, the, the cool body parts that holds all of your muscles in place. And if you can deal with your fascia, you can deal with your muscles. And I was like, why are we just talking about this now? Maybe, yeah. Like this is such an important piece of writing that people don't talk about. So like, I was just saying some things that I think people don't do. What are some things that you think that writers don't do at times in their fiction? I One thing, one big thing I think is that people are taught that everything has to be fast paced. And pacing is one element of dynamics that can be used. And if everything is fast paced, it actually becomes boring. So one way to make it less boring is to modulate the pace. So I'm going to talk a little bit about the mechanics of that, how to make something feel languorous and slow on the page versus something, making something feel fast on the page. Both of those things are going to pull somebody through the story. And if you have just one or just the other, then your reader is going to, it's going to start to become predictable. The reader's going to be bored. Yeah, I'm a person, I don't like to watch chase scenes on TV. I think they're boring as hell. But to say that I there, I that's really what I'm talking about is moving. You have a, a plan and a framework. You're moving through it. You're moving through it at different paces. You might be playing with chronology and you might want to create a sense of imminence. Something's about to happen or not. And And this is really up to your sensibility and the feeling that you're trying to create. It's all about creating feelings, right? Another mistake people make is they will depict a character having feelings rather than trying to generate the feeling in the reader. And if you generate the feeling in the reader, you don't have to have the character bawling their eyes out on the page. The reader will be already bawling their eyes out. So there, there are tricks that you can use to do that. And number one is don't just have your characters have the emotion. You can evoke the emotion with imagery or with, with various forms of movement. Going back to the idea of fascia and muscles and bones, that. I think people talk about the bones and the structure a lot because it's so much easier to quantify and so much easier to be like, do this, here are the numbers, have this much of this to this ratio of that. And I think what you're talking about is the softer part that does hold it all together, but it is so much harder to talk about. And I can't wait 
to see how you do it. It is harder to talk about. And there are so many theories about how to do it, but. Awesome. So if people are thinking about joining us for this three-day event, what should they expect? Well, it'll be three lectures that are informal lectures with slides on three different topics. The first will be on opposition or opposing forces. The second will be on chronology and pacing. And then the third will be on prose itself, how you can create a sense of torque just with the prose. And I'll have some examples of that. Can you tell us more what you mean about tension and torque? So day one. So people are comfortable with the idea of conflict in the sense of a protagonist and an antagonist. But in fact, the conflict that's going to feel alive on the page is going to be a conflict between ideas. For example, you have David and Goliath. David is a small, weak person, and Goliath is a giant, strong person. What makes that sto a story is the conflict between strong and weak and the fact that David becomes strong and crosses the line. And so it's not so much about antagonist, protagonist, antagonist. It's about strong versus weak. So that's what I'm going to play with. So it's not just who the characters are, it's what they represent too? It is. And it's not really just ideas and abstractions. It's imagery too. But yeah, I think anybody who's revising a text, for example, like, so this is something you can do in revision. You don't have to do it in the planning stages. You might go through and start to discover, oh, wow, I'm seeing a binary here or in a opposing of light and dark. It's happening all over. Maybe that's something I could play with and make things light, suddenly become light or gradually become light. Playing with that alone is going to pull somebody through a kind of a movement and that might end up being symbolic of something. I hate when symbols are doing all the work and when they're planned, but when you discover them in revision, it can be really exciting. That's really cool. So it can apply to character, to symbol, to theme, to so many elements of your work right. and all of those oppositions can keep someone reading. Cool. Yeah. Now tell yeah. us more about Torque. Really, I'm going to be showing in primarily examples of pattern and variation and how creating pattern and setting up expectations and then subverting expectations can make the page itself really exciting. That can happen with sound. We talked about this a little bit in the class I did with you on the sentence, but it can happen with things like sound. It can happen with imagery and people. It just has a kind of a magnetic pull that's going to, it's the smallest scale of all these things, I think. Oh my gosh, and I'm so excited. I can't wait for this week as we leave off. Tell us something you're excited about the next couple weeks. I'm really excited to put some concrete examples up and go through them because I think that's when it really starts to feel real. I'm going to be talking a lot about Sunny's Blues by James Baldwin. So if you haven't read that story, I would highly recommend reading it. It's pretty readily available. And then some other examples from different genres of different sizes, but primarily that one short story. And so we're going to have the three classes, a class each day, a Q&A session, and a feedback panel. I'm really looking forward to that. I want to see what people are writing. Yeah. Yeah, they're really talented and you're going to be excited. Good, good. I believe you. After what I've seen in the consultations, I really believe you. Thank you so much for joining us. I cannot wait. The writer in me is just, I shouldn't write anything until I listen to Anne for three days. <laughs> Seriously, I thought that today when I was raking. I was like, I could write. And I was like, but I really want to. <laughs>
<laughs> no, I can't wait. It'll feel like going to a college level class again. So I'm I think it's like that. going to Reading Disneyland. That's where I feel like I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> Is that copyrighted? I'm sorry. Writing. I don't know. Fun land. <laughs> I'll, I'll put a big head on. Yeah. Oh my gosh. All right. We hope to see all of you with us. So it's starting November 15th. It'll go through November 17th and we'll put the link in the show notes. And thank you thank so you. much. I can't wait. Thank you. It's so good, Anne. It'll be awesome. We are so glad that you joined us. And as always, we appreciate your feedback. Just head on over to the iTunes store and let us know what you think. It not only helps us make this podcast be the best it can be, but it also affects our ratings within the iTunes platform. We'd love to hear from you. If you're feeling brave and want to submit your page for our first pages podcast, you can send it to academy at manuscriptwishlist.com with First Pages Podcast in the subject line. We'd also just love to hear from you. And if you'd like to learn more about the Manuscript Academy and everything we have to offer, just jump on over to manuscriptacademy.com.